Howdy, howdy. Welcome back to I Don't Know. I'm Gabe Garber. Thanks again for tuning in. This is episode six, and it's going to be a special one. Um, For those of you who have tuned in thus far, you know that the format here is mostly stuck with stream of consciousness uh, of my own kind of musings and ramblings on creativity and the role that doubt and uncertainty plays in in my creative life, as well as some other areas of life as well. I intend to continue expanding on that, and and we'll be back to the the free-flowing thoughts soon enough, but I had a great opportunity to sit down and talk with a good friend of mine about her creative process on an upcoming project. So I'll just go ahead and welcome... uh, Chelsea Sherman, a good friend of mine from back in my days in Bloomington. She is a musician, a singer-songwriter, pianist, dancer, writer, director, choreographer, multimedia artist, and I met her when I had the good fortune of of playing in her band Aura Aura Weaver, formerly Lady Cop, and I played bass in that band and went on a few different tours and just got to know a great bunch of, of folks through that that project. And in, I actually uh, had had the honor of, of helping out with her senior senior project at IU, which was she wrote, acted, choreographed, and um, yeah, produced a musical by the name of Arboretum. So I ran sound and helped with some set design and some some conceptualization there. And that that was not the first glimpse, but but maybe the the deepest glimpse that I got into her creative process. And so she has since moved out to Portland, Oregon, and has spent most of the pandemic in Orcas Island or on Orcas Island in Washington State, during which time she wrote a new album, which is her first under the solo moniker Chella J. That album is about to drop. It will, will be released, I believe, on February 22nd, um, and that is called A Promise Kept I have had the privilege of, of listening to early drafts of it and, and seen its, you know, its growth since last summer of 2020 into the album that's about to be released this weekend. And it's such, a, such an honor to, to be within her inner circle of creative collaborators and friends. And, and um, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to, to have her on for the inaugural interview on I Don't Know. The impetus here was that on top of this album she's releasing, she is also planning a a release live stream performance that will be on February 26th that is going to be from the Orcas, Orcas Center for the Arts and also on Orcas Island. That is, yeah, February 26th at 7 p.m. Uh, we'll post notes to that and links in the show notes. 
Uh, but sh for this project, she is going to be performing a live stream uh, choreographed choreogra choreographed performance of the album in its entirety. So she will be singing and dancing and producing um, the whole performance. So she is currently in in the midst of the planning and gearing up towards that. When we spoke last weekend, she had, I think, two weeks remaining until until the live stream. So as you might imagine, there was plenty of, of uncertainty to to talk about. So she reached out uh, just just in an attempt to kind of reach out to some of her her creative cohort. And I, like I said, was honored to be part of that. And when she mentioned it, uh, it seemed like an obvious choice to to ask her to come on and be the first guest on I Don't Know. Um, so it'll give everyone a break from hearing me talking about my experiences, although uh, you may or may not be surprised to find that I managed to, to find some ways to weave in my own creative ideas and, and thoughts and experiences here. But yeah, I guess without further ado, I'll, I'll go ahead and just kick it to the interview. Um, we did have some technical issues. Her, her headphones kind of died at the end of it. So there, she kind of trails off at the very end, but um, it was a, a very fun and rich conversation nonetheless and i'm happy to have happy to have had it happy to have her as a friend and a collaborator and i think the the content of the co of the conversation will be a a great addition to the podcast so far so i hope you enjoy uh, and again i'll post show notes for all of the information on her album it's it's release and the details on the live stream performance of the album uh, without further ado i will uh, welcome chelsea all right so we are joined today with uh, my friend good friend chelsea sherman uh we'll get into more about some of the work she's been doing and currently working on but hey welcome chelsea thanks for being here thank you for having me um, yeah, I will have introduced you a bit um, already, but what would you, I don't know, is there anything that you would like to kind of just lead with in terms of like how you present yourself or what, what you're, yeah, what you do? Sure. So I am a multidisciplinary artist and I like to explore different um, experiments in medium connecting mediums together. So I wrote a musical uh, and I'm doing this current project that I'm hoping will incorporate different mediums as well. So that's something that I'm really interested in as an artist in terms of audio and dance and theatrics, dance theater, experimental performance. Um, <laughs> and also, I just, while like I, it just, I just remembered the, the drone project that, I unfortunately wasn't able to like hang out in Portland after the tour. Uh, the for, sleepover drone. The sleepover drone. Yeah. I don't know. That was just for whatever reason that popped into my head. Yes. I loved that. 
the sleepover drone was something I did at the house I was living at at the time where we kept a ambient drone going, <clears throat> excuse me, for 15 hours straight. And everyone just like lay on the floor and had a, um, you know, just a dreamy experience. Yeah. I get, yeah. And I was we just did thinking it. about it in terms of like, just saying like experimental, I think a lot of people would hear and, and have their own thoughts of or whatever. And it's like, yeah, multidisciplinary, you're a musician, you're, you know, a dancer, a writer, actor, all of that. Yeah. But, but the, the drone project just like for me was like, okay, people, people might take their own things with, with experimental, but that was, that was just the first example that really popped up of like, oh no, there's some out there stuff. Yeah. One of my favorite things about experimental stuff, I think too, is that it is really collaborative and devised work is an experimental way to create things. And that's how I started the Arboretum. Um, as I, you probably remember is that we got a group together and just improvised performance off of prompts and just like discussion. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah. And, and dance theater is an experimental scene as an experimental art form where dance films like pretty niche, I feel like. And I'm really excited that you um, invited me to talk to you today because dance is one of my dance and performance art and putting dance into performance art is one of my biggest questions I have right now. Something that I just don't know. And I'm really excited to talk to you about it because I know that you are um, an avid dancer and also have, <laughs> have, have done um, specifically played music for dance and you have an eye for it. And I'm just really excited to com converse with you about it, all this stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the, I mean, the best part about dance for me as a complete amateur novice is that, you know, the when I dance is when I'm kind of compelled to dance. It's definitely not a practice in any like in any formal sense. It's it's like whenever I don't really dance until I unless I'm unless I'm called to dance. And and usually it's it's something in the mu music or whatever's going on that really moves me. Dance for me is like how, if, like probably for you, when you pick up, you see a music instrument, you're like, oh, I just got to pick it up. You know, like I have to play it. I have to play guitar. Like I just need to do it for my, <clears throat> my psyche and my, and just to get out. I'm such a heady person. So like just shaking it out. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. And I you've teach been doing dance it for how long? Like forever? Dancing? Yeah. I, well, I started when I was three. And then I had stopped for a couple years and honestly had rather poor education in dance up until my late teens. And then I started to have teachers that I was like, ah, oh, and that really clicked for me. And also probably because I was older, but um, that's really influenced that, ex that experience has really influenced my teaching. And uh, even like these, these kids, like um, these seven-year-olds, I'm like, okay, for two minutes, we're going to shake. <laughs> which is something that I learned in a class in Portland. Um, but it's just, especially now in these times, like it's just good to like, the, the only rule is that you shake one part of your body at all times for like a song. You put a song on you, just like shake yeah. it out, anything yeah. you want. And it feels so good. And it just feels, anyway, I just, yeah. I recommend anyone who's listening to um, put on a good song and shake it out for the whole song. Nice. Yeah, I think that's one aspect for me with with some of the the projects is just that I've been learning. It's kind of just setting an arbitrary parameter. And I don't know if I've talked about this because if I don't know if, if there's if it's too open ended of a of a of an objective, then 
it's hard to kind of latch onto. But in that case, you're saying shake something has to be shaking for two minutes. Like it doesn't matter which part, but a single body part has to be moving for two minutes. That's an easy, easy target to, to aim for. Yeah. Well, going off of what you said is like having too big of an objective or too secure of an, an objective is just, it's just not going to happen. And I find if you aim for like a smaller victory, then it could be anything. They say that because procrastination, procrastination is a symptom of emotions instead of time that you should just say to yourself, what is one thing I can do right now to like get me started towards my goal? And it can be just get out of your chair and like go over and brush your teeth. Like it's just, or it's just like, get, get out of the chair. Like yeah, is, and then you can just like do those. And for some reason, thinking like that triggers the dopamine you get from rewards, right? Yeah. Is it dopamine and serotonin? I probably should know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like essentially getting something that's not moving moving and like that that initial thing and like once once the once you're moving the momentum is easier to stick and keep you going but yeah moving from from stillness is a challenge at times especially it's if you're vulnerable just, yeah yeah it's it's i mean movement is totally vulnerable and so so it's all expression of self i think gotcha yeah, yeah so I mean, even even back to the drone thing again, it was just like, this is a very simple premise. This is what we're going to do. And you just yes. execute like it. If you if you make it too difficult, then then, yeah, you'll have much less like buy in from. But having some sort of like limit or structure at, to that minimal degree is also really helpful. Yeah, um, I think as much it's like you want to give yourself, you know, small, small objectives. Oh, shit, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It all, it all flew away from me, but <laughs> I'm familiar with that feeling. <laughs> oh yes. To stay as objective as possible and to be open to the experiment experience of just starting and just trying and doing instead of putting such a harsh objective onto it. But at the same time, working with your limits is a really creative way to just work on things. Yeah. Like I have a guitar and a space where I can be alone and feel pr present and available. And I'm just going to play this for 10 minutes. Yeah. Love that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, even before we started recording, we were talking about that like vulnerability and that need for kind of a, we, we have the, the shared sense of, of a need for this kind of private secure space to to do that to to get to yeah. that vulnerable place and yeah without that it just there's it it can be really hard sometimes to really get there if 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 you're not quite in a in a place where you can feel safe and secure to explore absolutely i had was just meditating on this today so when working and doing this project that i'm doing it's being performed in two weeks and i um, it's, I'm perfect for this podcast because I just don't know. And at this point, two weeks out from a performance, you should have it done and you should be, especially with something of this nature, you should be practicing it every day and getting feedback. And, um, and I'm lucky and grateful to be getting a lot of feedback right now and trying to 
but I, so much of it is still unclear and I'm yeah, well, just so excited to talk about part of it is being uh, vulnerable, is having vulnerability in the process. And when circling back to what you had said is that because I had initially the past couple of days have been feeling some anxiety around the deadline that I feel insecure or I feel because I'm unsure, I feel insecure. And because I'm unsure, I feel I can't connect to being present. And when I can't do that, then I can't be vulnerable. And then it's like playing catch and mouse with your own anxiety. It's like, okay, I'm going to like stretch. I'm going to ground down. I'm going to do all these things. But then yeah. I don't know. I yeah. feel much better after, I guess. A shot of I would tequila. Say, <laughs> a little tequila, but also I've gotten to talk to a lot of peers today and that's been so helpful. You included Gabe. Thank you. Nice. And yeah. I took a walk in the snow and, and just was trying to breathe and, uh, nice. and then before this meeting with you, I, uh, dance, dance some stuff and like found some progressions and just tried to explore with that same thing. That same thing we talked about. I was like, I'm meeting Gabe in 15 minutes. And like, I just have the urge to just like tape, like just explore the music and tape it. And then I just need to do that. And so I did it. Cool. Well, yeah, let's, let's, I guess, dive into like the, the, the project that you're working yes. on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I am doing a new solo electronic music project that's um, under the moniker Chella J. And I had written this quarantine album <clears throat> with the only objective actually was to play. My whole, my, my whole thing was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to at this point um, where I'm living right now during the, uh, the quarantine phase of the pandemic was also unclear. So I thought I was going to be here for four months and I'm, st I still am employed gratefully. And um but at the start of the uh, the start of my move, I said, okay, I'm going to make this album in four months, which I did. And because of that time limit and the, and the freedom to do whatever I wanted, I just like just made material. So then um, the performing arts center on the Island where I currently live, I live on Orcas Island in Washington has a really awesome program, a live stream program going where they, I have we, I've been able with the artistic director there design lights and projections and all these things. And I am so interested in experimental performance building that at first I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm so excited to like try this and like have the resource. And, um, but then of course time is, was just not, has not been on my side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Like yeah. this two week, like my biggest thing about this is like, two weeks out, I'm like, oh, I just want to continue to conceptualize it. And I don't have the time. And I'm just going to have to use my, my playful ideas at the start and like not even have the time to, to revise. I mean, I'm going to revise as much as I can. But anyway, yeah. the project is that I am going to sing this album in its entirety on this live stream, but also incorporate, and because it's just me and the backing track, I'm really interested in exploring how electronic performance as a solo artist can be done instead of just sing like singing karaoke it's, you know I just don't I don't want to do that I want to like create something so I said okay I love to incorporate other mediums so I'm going to make it I'm going to build it like a theater piece and have a story and 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 sing the story of the album which is about boundaries and what that feels like when you don't have good boundaries and then um 
working through internal boundaries and external boundaries. And because of that, you find more fulfillment and freedom in your self-imposed limits, which I think is really interesting um, personally, especially in the time of quarantine. So I do believe in the story, but then adding movement to it as well and, and trying to put all these parts together and then also making something that I like want to do and and does does there's so many questions that are open-ended that I'm just I'm not going to know until I do it right so yeah like how does this look and sound and and it's on a film medium and but I'm building it for live performance and I just I you know just don't know yeah. I don't know at all yeah and two weeks out is really scary but also exhilarating and yeah I mean it sounds like part of that and and again like knowing you like i think we're we're similar in a sense of like that that want and that desire to kind of be to make sure everything is locked in and under control or like a need i don't know i i know for me it's like i want to make sure everything in all aspects top down are ready to go and in yeah. in this case especially like it sounds like from the technical side of things it sounds like it's a good setup in terms of the the space having kind of a crew who if they already had the setup for for live streaming and you know hopefully you can just trust them and like offload that that responsibility yeah. so you don't have to worry about that and just trust that they know what they're doing and <laughs> yeah i really appreciate that reminder especially because you taught me that lesson in the arboretum also when you had um which i've talked about at, at another time but um, just that you just told me that you're like, Hey, I got this. Like, let me, <laughs> let me do this curtain idea. And I was like, Oh, right. You've got oh, yeah. this. Like, like, you know what Queuing. you're doing. Like, I don't have to like, like do anything about this. Like, and it turned out amazing. Yeah. Cueing the sound. Gabe, eh, Gabe almost, saved. almost got it. <laughs> Mostly got it. Gabe saved my, for the listeners out there, Gabe saved my multimedia musical. By, still by, waiting um, still waiting for the day where that can be revived in a in a a, a, a in, fu- in a fully fleshed out form and yeah it's on my list of thing of dreams to accomplish and really interested in how to further explore that and in so many ways well, this, i'm really excited this project seems maybe like a, a good step in that direction for for carrying that out or expanding what you're if, you know what you're if any Go for it. Yeah, if anything, it's just good source material for the Arboretum. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting because, at least with the musical, like you have musical theory behind how you build a musical, like how the songs are laid out and how and you know how you can send the audience on a journey through song like that. But this is again maybe almost too open ended, and um, <laughs> again, I'm just not going to know what it's like until. I do it. And I think because it's being filmed, A, that's really cool because I can, I'm try, really trying to incorporate camera into the design and how to work with the camera. There's a couple of different cameras that are going to be around and, and doing things. Um, and like interactive kind of playing with, I mean, is there going to be choreography with the cameras? Yes. Is that, okay. Um, well, kind of. So, Behind me in this in this computer frame is a beaded curtain. So I um, have a 15 foot wide and 12 foot long iridescent beaded curtain that's going to be. So the set should I 
should I just go into the design thus far? Maybe that'll yeah, be helpful yeah. for our conversation. Okay, so the set design is this beaded curtain and that represents in the show or the performance an edge of clarity. So at the beginning, I sing most of the first song behind the curtain. And then there's another um, another song that I'll travel behind there briefly. And just like playing with the curtain and, and with the movement of the curtain in various ways. Um, and then on the sides of the curtains are two like really large, like white wooden like platforms or like rectangles that we're gonna also hang to the lighting grid. And those will be projecting um, like, I, I'm thinking some paintings, animated paintings, either that or just whatever I can find on YouTube. It just cool. depends on how much time I have. Um, <laughs> uh, and then there's gonna be a camera, an aerial view camera behind the curtain and some stairs. So the interlude that I do behind there will be like on the stairs up above the curtain like oh, looking cool. at above the curtain and then the first song will play with that as well. So I'm really lucky to have these cues. Like we have specific cues, like a, like a live performance would do. Um, well, and working with the, the album, I'm sure kind of helps give the, some amount of structure. Like, you know, you know, the music, have, you know, that the album. Yeah. I'm thinking more specifically in theme and in, in the song cycle and, and what I want to, how I want to portray those songs. The first song is about, understanding that you need clarity and you start the search to find why you feel so unclear because and then it goes through being overgrown internal um, boundaries and how you um, eradicate things that you need to personally and then there's the um, sea glass is about just being completely vulnerable to the experience which is interesting and putting external boundaries towards people. And then after that, like a fulfillment phase. And so working with the song themes ha has been really helpful for how I direct the, sh the, the performance. So where I'm at, where I'm at on stage, how I move on the stage, how much space I take up, what I'm doing with the curtain, uh, all types of stuff. Well, I think from my experience, like sitting in and playing for the, the dance classes and, and through the process with like the the arboretum building up to it and all of that just even just i don't know it was stuff that i i wasn't familiar with in the dance realm of like yeah how much how much can be conveyed just by like closing off your body as opposed to the just the the positioning and and all of that and like it sounds i, I think you definitely have much more of a a grasp on that vocabulary in terms of the physical movement and and how you how you present yourself in that way so it's i think i mean you gotta at a, at a certain point you you'll be able to rely on that fluency as opposed to necessarily writing a a very specific script i guess for the, the choreography but like yeah you're fluent in that and that's a language that you speak is dance so there's i think that's i don't know the that's one level where you can, you know, maybe cut yourself some slack and like l remember that, you know, you've put in 20 some years of, of work in, in learning this Thank language. You. And, and so it's, it's, it's natural to you and it's not always <laughs> from my own experience. It, that's like, that's the tricky thing is I, I almost get too attached to the project or looking forward that I forget all the things that I've done in the past 
that yeah, that's, that's is supporting me in feedback. that moment. Totally. I am. Um, I really take that in because that's actually my, the part I'm most scared about (laughs) that I feel absolutely terrified by. And it's not the quality I'm also, I mean, it's just so many different things and it's all about the amount of time, like singing while you're dancing is -hmm. a whole new skill for me. Yeah. Are you going to have a Britney mic? Yes. I'm going to have a Britney mic. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, And the first thought that I, that I, the first thought that I had when I sent the email to the director saying like, let's do this. is I was like, damn, like, I really wish I didn't lip sync in all the musicals I did when I was a kid (laughs) because it's, it's hard, but I, um, but actually going back into it, I feel I can sing better while I'm moving because I'm more connected to my body. Yeah. And I actually, I'm hoping this is therapeutic to singing because Usually when I'm singing in front of an audience, I feel very tense. And um, when I'm moving and I'm singing, I can really flow through the movement and can flow through the progression of the song and the, and the melody line. And that's been so helpful. And yeah. um, I... I mean, even just, we were talking about limitations earlier. And, and I guess there's that's one element too of like remembering or, you know, the, you know the songs, you know, you're going to be singing them. So it's like it while it might have like a a degree of difficulty factor to like you know be singing the hardest parts while doing the most insane like dance moves like well actually i'm not doing that well that's what i'm saying like i'm I'm, not doing (laughs) i'm recommending like using the using the vocals that you know you that's that's an important thing for you is to sing the vocals so using that as kind of a limitation to keep in mind it has definitely, that's definitely informed like the quality of the direction and the movement. And there's so many different angles. Like, yes, definitely that, like when I'm doing really hard vocal lines, I'm just practicing stillness, which is in itself really hard. And um, in so many different ways, because when I first started this project, I was like, okay, I wanna in- explore how I can sing in different positions instead of me just like standing and so I have a, a um, I begin a song actually singing like laying on the floor and curled up in a ball and I'm in some crazy poses. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, but I also like have to try it first. I'm like, and in my I take vocal lessons with a um, amazing opera singer Alejandra Martinez, who was my vocal coach in college. Uh, the second time I went to college and absolutely changed my first two vocal teachers when I went to college the first time were. It was not a good experience for me. So having Alejandra as my vocal teacher like changed my life, and I feel so privileged to work with her because she's a fucking Jedi. Yeah, I remember she, meeting. I, I mean, she came to. Oh yes, yeah, yes. With the Arboretum. Yeah, with the Arboretum. Yeah, yeah. So I've been. It's been such a, a joy to work with her because we will sing. I'm like, hey, I'm doing this really hard part, and anyway, and we'll we'll add the movement into it, and she just is full of amazing advice and. Um, and also just performance advice, just talking about performance theory. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful for her. Nice. Nice. Well, I mean, but, again, just as a, a like affirm, an affirmation, like, and I know you're, you're nothing if not thorough. So I, I know that, yeah, there's all these <laughs> dimensions that you're, you're definitely considering all of them. And, and yeah. So, I mean, yes, but I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I do appreciate that sentiment of limits in general and in, in the vocal in the vocals that you had mentioned. And also in, I appreciate you saying that I've done dance for a while. And it's, um, I guess my, what I'm, what I'm nervous about is it's not going to translate. And it's, and that's not to say 
I'm not scared about people not liking it. I guess I am a little, of course, but like, it's not like, it's not the main thing <laughs> that I think about. I mainly think about how is this type of dance style going to translate with this type of music in this type of environment? And is it, is it going to work? Is it going to work? I just don't know, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try it. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And so I, I don't want to feel per- personally embarrassed. And I, and that does come from like what other people will expect or think, but it mainly comes from my um, expectations yeah. on like what I'm hoping for. And I'm trying the past couple of days and hours, I've been really trying to think of it as an experiment instead of a finalized vision because there's just not the time and you need trial runs and stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like that's definitely smart. And I mean, part of that, I think all of those things you just described there, like the, the, like how it translates, how it just, I understand that concern, but it's also like, those are the things that are completely beyond your, your control. And you're right. It goes back to control. If it's, if it's, once it's done and you look at it and you hate it, just take it, take it away. I know. know, I could just do something else. Yeah. You you know, it, it, Um, it can easily be taken down from the internet if, if, if that's what you so choose. But, but again, I, I guess, yeah, it would be, it would be a shame to if if those worries that are completely separate from the creation of the product itself not to say it's a product but whatever for the yeah, sake of I analogy it's like, a, yeah it's a it's a it's a finished thing that i'm trying to perform and it's and wherever it's finished at that time yeah but like yeah i guess that's the thing it's like the things that you are in control of like again recognizing how much work is going into it directly right now leading up to it and also factoring in all of the work that's gone in in your entire life leading up to it is that's it's harder to connect with those like with that dimension but it's still there i guess that's the thing and and the the way it's received is i don't know it, it's hard to keep that from from kind of creeping into the process but I, I again I appreciate that feedback I think that you're right and um thinking about things that I do have control over is a, such a valid tool like such as that I do have ex- training and I have experimented before so I can do this again even if it's not exactly what I want um I talked to my boss today about this project and she's an actress and a voiceover artist and director and writer short plug for her, she actually made this really cool web series called It's Freezing Out There about um, fertility. And I, I think it's, it's amazing. It's so good. So nice. please go check that out. But I came to her today and asked for advice. And she had mentioned to me that something that I do have control over is the energy that I put into it. She said that people won't know if you do something and and it's not in the show. And she said, but you do, again, like she said, you do have a background and if you just put the energy, they're not going to notice. She said, they're not going to notice the costume. They're not going to notice. I said costumes because I am so self-indulgent uh, that I'm going to do a costume change to that too. <laughs> nice. And yeah. also, and I, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to make excuses for myself i'm just gonna do it yeah. um at the at the very end but um she said they're not going to notice the costumes they're not going to notice these, these small things but they are the people that are going to watch this on film are going to notice your energy 
Yeah. And I, and I thought that was really powerful. And, um, yeah. Well, it's all, can, like kind of also too, it's like no one is going to notice what you see as lacking. They're just going to see what you have done. And so kind of tying sure. in with that energy thing, it's like the energy you bring and put, put to it. I, that's, that's the thing that's going to carry it. And I think making sure that you're in a, in a space to embody that and to, you know, flow with that. I think that's, that's going to be like the thing that propels it. Right. And, and just and energy and presence is what I've been saying to myself for the latter half of this day, because if you're not present, the movement is not going to be right. And this, and the vocal is not going to be connected. And so like you have to be constantly present and feeding that energy constantly. Yeah. So that, I mean, I think that above all else, like as long as that's there, I mean, yeah, the, the background, the set can be whatever it is. It's, it's, it's whatever you bring to it. And I think it's, it's a little too easy as the creator, like making the choices for all of those things to know, you know, the series of choices and decisions you've had to make and, and the things that you might have to like opt not to do or, or yeah, you, you will know what is, is lacking from what it potentially could be because you're making those decisions, but nobody, nobody else is going to know that, but you. Yeah. That's really helpful. And, um, and also helpful too. <laughs> yeah well it's also so helpful last night when i was having a panic about it i said <laughs> literally in my bed i was like i need to call in the troops like i need to text gabe and i texted biz our our mutual friend of ours who's a um a singer songwriter multimedia artist as well and my boss and some other some other comrades i was like what the fuck do i do about this <laughs> um and i've gotten so much good advice and um again, devising work with, uh, with others is such a gift. And I appreciate this dialogue with you, uh, Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm curious, well, um, I'm curious to talk to you about, um, the process leading up to this and, and what we're talking about, about presence and, um, vulnerability in, in your creative process, because when you're in an anxious state, it's so challenging to, especially when you're on a deadline, you're like, I'm, I'm two weeks away. I need to finish this project and I'm not nearly there, but you're also feeling all the insecurity about it. And then so you have to be, you have to be vulnerable and present to create it. And yeah. you're just fighting this battle. Um, yeah. I'd love to talk with that about you yeah. or talk to you about that and yeah. with you. Um, also, before we go into that, I, I just wanted to also shout out Kate because having heard the album and I got, you know, a, a early glimpse of it in the summer when you were working on it, which was awesome. And then just, yeah, again, like after kind of a, a radio silence for a bit, hearing, hearing what the two of you came up with and just like a big <laughs> shout out to Kate as well, because man, like, yes, I should, we should talk about such that. A badass. So the four, the four months after I wrote the album, I spent another four months working with Kate Seifker, who um, is a producer and musician and audio engineer based um, currently in Indianapolis and it was so fun to just explore with her and again device I love devising with people and she was so fun to just all her ideas were so good so when she like helped with the production and some of the arrangement on the album I was like oh this is amazing yeah. and then I also I also added additional arrangement through that process and we we co-produced the album together and 
Yeah. Um, and now we're also um, hoping to be co-conspirators in a new artistic collective that we're also building um, in order to give um, femme and queer creatives artistic autonomy while still be able to be supported in project development and have a community and um, yeah. disrupt patriarchal trends. So. I'm going to say hoping to you you've started it so it's 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 going it's you know still being built obviously there's something to be said there there's plenty more to go but you've, the artist you've, you've started it yeah oh yeah oh yeah we it was just a, we've just done a soft launch we're still working on it constantly um it's a lot to do uh we've just we finalized a member contract that we're really happy with and um not not even finalized but it's, it's pretty close and going to launch a website and uh, we're writing a, a grant right now, so we're really serious about getting funding for the, part, particularly our artists. It's a really, I I think it's a really cool model, um, in which, you know, our artists keep all of their keep 100% of their sales and their copyright, and we assist and support project development for the individual artist, but we also um, put out a quarterly digital publication, multimedia publication called Future Babe. Future Babe. And um, that's and that's a, a project that we collaborate on all together. Oh yeah. Quarter. Awesome. So just a little plug for that also. Check that out. Nice. Well yeah, I was just bringing it up just to one give give a shout out to Kate. Um because yeah, the album sounds great. Having heard it, it will probably be out shortly by the time this gets released. But uh yeah, I guess that that's another dimension of of that's another layer of support that you'll have. Like as long as this the the location where you're going to be streaming this and performing has good sound, they better have good sound. They it's, have great sound. I've seen some be... of their live streams and they're really nice. And so that was a, a big kick for awesome. me. Awesome. It's, yeah. And just the time we're living in, like, and it's a little self indulgent. But first of all, I I'm very isolated here. And this is what I just do here. So I just like make stuff yeah, because it's fun. And, um, but also, uh, well, and you, I mean, you're dancing. That's, that's going to be one thing, but you don't have to worry about playing an instrument at all during, during that. As yeah. Well, which... To get more into my body in that way, singing is really cool. And, um, and also probably do... more terrifying. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I feel I started to feel really restricted to be behind a keyboard when I was playing. And again, I was I've been really interested in exploring how to do an electro pop solo record and performance project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just an idea that I've had for a while and um, just starting to actualize it. But again, I think it's going to need a lot of tailoring and feedback. And I'm again grateful to have. Kate as well. It's like, Kate, I'm sorry if this is going to be horrible. <laughs> Thank you for being my business partner and my... Our um, first order of business. And my, and my dear friend. <laughs> yes. And she was very, very kind and, and generous. That's no, also it, this now, that's just not also what we're about in this new collective that we built. It's like also the cool thing about Melodrama Arts Collective, the collective we started, is that I don't have to be tied to this project we request that people that are in the collective 
produce one major artwork a year. That's our, our big, again, we're a project-based collective. So we ask people to produce one major project a year. And so this could be a major project that I do and the next year I could do something totally different. And it's not like a label that's taking 40 to 60 to 70% of your sales to send a couple PR emails and then you're tied to them for a certain amount of time. Yeah. You know, like you have to perform a certain amount and um, you have to, you know, stick with whatever you're doing essentially so yeah, yeah. nice Give some, artistic some autonomy flexibility yeah flexibility nice well anyway yeah, so i'm before, going on before, a tangent about that no that's i mean that's all this is. i'm also well i'm tangents. also doing it all together right so like i'm building this project and i'm also building this arts collective and i'm also releasing the album which is its own thing because i do my own pr and um so it's been it's been a lot yeah. I was like, I can do this. It's just like going to college, but I didn't work a full-time job. <laughs> so, um, but you also there's... don't have a social life like you did during college <laughs> to distract from any of it either. But I didn't, I didn't have a social life during college either. <laughs> I had more of a social, I had more of a social life that I, I do. I did then of course, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm a live-in, I have a, I'm a live-in employee. So I, I keep a very tight ship. Well, yeah. So I guess we were just talking about talking about <laughs> uh, creative process in general. I guess. Yes. Yes. Or we it, was there anything? Yes. That you had in mind t- in particular. Yes. As a diving so off point. Before this this tangent about Kate and melodrama, we were talking about <laughs> the process and of creating artwork like this, and specifically when you are on a tight deadline for something like this. And you are filled with anxiety, potentially existential dread or, you know, whatever big, scary, emotional waves come up when you're trying to build something like this. But at the same time, you're trying to create the, you have, you had just have to work though. Like you're trying, you're experiencing all these emotions, which you really just can't work in, or you really, you can't, what you need to do is you need to work out of them. So you like, just, you have to like work you need to start it and hate it and then, you know, take a walk, breathe, yeah. do something else and then come back and then be feel refreshed. So um, yeah. I guess th- there's an answer that I just, I just thought of. Uh, no, right I now, know. But, um, I know I've like touched on it here before in various ways, but perspective is a huge thing there and like taking space fr- away from the work, like showing up, doing the work, even on days that, you know, you don't want to and you have those emotional things you might be carrying a lot while you're while you're trying to do it and that makes you not want to do it right then and there's you know the the value of like you're saying even even just going for a walk can be enough to to shift the perspective on on something and the one thing that like has kind of dawned on me as opposed to historically like always kind of judging the work I'm doing as I'm doing it based on like the quality or the level of technical, whatever there's, there's something that, that with like the beats thing, I know I've hit on countless times already of like plenty of those days. I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyway. And like it allowed me to kind of discover a different dimension of expression of like, Oh, I was maybe feeling vulnerable or I was feeling, um, insecure or I was just feeling off but like 
that sort of gets imprinted in that work. If you're, I don't know, there, there's, in the sense of like the beats, that was just kind of sketches is the best way for me to view it. Congratulations to, on finishing that project. Thanks. Right. Yeah. And I actually had some like feedback of like, you're going to stop. Don't stop. And I was like, yeah, well, you don't have to do a beat a day, but the, I mean, a really interesting challenge. And um, yeah, and, and we've talked so much about this type of work, like limits and having, working with limits, but keeping an open objective. And yeah, this so just what like did really you... expanded my, I think, understanding of, of what it means to, I, I don't know, I guess part of it is like identifying as a musician versus a like an artist in some way like it's some of the beats on those days that I didn't like especially at the time if I look back after taking some perspective or taking some space away from it I hear it with a new set of ears and it's like oh that sketch isn't nearly as bad as I thought it was when I made it and it also like opens up the possibility of like oh maybe if I craft put together an album then like and I want to express something that feels I want to attempt to express insecurity then it's like oh here are these things that I sketched while I was feeling insecure that maybe if I just took the stuff where I was feeling on it every time and feeling attached to it and connected to it and feeling good about it mm-hmm. those those sketches wouldn't wouldn't express insecurity as well as the beats that I made when I was feeling insecure or feeling off might express totally. and that like unlocked something for me, I think. And I, I think I talked a little bit earlier about like the dimensions and thoroughness of your work. I know like you're thinking about all of these different angles and from what I know about the work that you've done that I've heard and experienced and seen, there's so much thought put into a lot of, a lot of those dimensions and angles that, I think was maybe kind of new for me or getting to experience it and know it's possible is one thing, but learning how to do that, that was something that was, I think, new for me. Learning how to do, um, like, what do you mean? Like letting go, letting go of the technical kind of standards that I was holding for myself or again, maybe just, yeah. Yeah. Not holding everything to such rigorous high standards allowed allowed for maybe more more expressiveness in different in different realms like yeah yeah. and and you were saying that when you felt insecure or you were and you you made a beat it really was like you really felt that and then so you you put it into the work is that what you you were saying earlier i don't think intentionally i think but i i guess that's like I, we were talking about impure jazz earlier and like that yeah. I don't know there's 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 energy behind it for sure like when we played live especially the 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 recording whatever it, it doesn't seem as like as energetic it didn't capture our energy as mm-hmm. much as as our live sets but mm-hmm. for all the energy that was there I I I mean and I I wrote the song so it's like I feel like I'm the one person who could say this is like it's lacking emotion or depth in in certain areas because i think for me for for the idea to make the cut so to speak and like make it onto the album it had to be like top notch top level 
technical like it had to showcase that whereas with some of the beats again these are just sketches i didn't go in thinking i want to capture this insecurity yes yes but but the 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 parameter like the yeah the the limitations that i set where it's like i have to put something out today whereas normally i would just like i'm not feeling i'm not feeling like playing so i'm not even going to pick up the guitar but instead it's like if i recorded something on guitar on a day that i didn't feel good about it then stepping away from it for a day or two and listening back is like oh that's what insecurity sounds like it's like that's me expressing insecurity not not intentionally as i'm doing it but as a byproduct of of that kind of consistent framework of of just showing up and doing it and yeah I, it's so truth i mean it's so truthful to the moment and that is and that has the energy in it of, of that moment so people i feel like people resonate and feel that when they when they hear things like that yeah um and i, I love that again about the idea of pressure like you this is like a perfect scenario where you don't have any pressure but you have you have like a like the pressure it's pressurized but it's not pressurized from this balance of setting this limit and keeping it open mm-hmm. um i think that's a really great tool for for writing and and creating i i'm trying my best to do it with this project um I am such an intuitive creator, which, and what I mean by that is like, I trust my, my first thought I feel like is usually one of my best thoughts. And that does not say that it's not like the most curated of the thought it can be. Like it needs to be edited and, and moved. But like, when I look at my first dance videos, when I first create a, um, a sequence for this show that I'm doing, it has the essence of what I want in it because I do, I'm really doing it for the first time. And so I can, I can really pick off of that and put it into the set. And, but on the contrary, like when I'm working now at this point, I'm working in a specific theme. So I can't, I can't go in and say, okay, I'm really anxious right now. And have the, have the movie be about anxiety when it actually should. I mean, I guess I could, I could implement that into realistically you could implement a type of emotion like that into something like in this but um i think that's kind of what i was for me it's like i i don't think i ever necessarily approach it that way or that's always been or if i have it's you know it's like oh i want to come up with something that is melancholy but i'm not feeling melancholy or i'm if i'm right i'm sitting down to try to create i'm i'm inhabiting a headspace that is like I want to create something that is good. Like, and that's like the highest priority or the highest, you know, of the hierarchy there. It's like, this needs to be good. And what, you know, Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. the longest time, it's like, that's showing off the best of my skills. And it's like, for me, it's like taking a step back and the beats were kind of just like, oh, this is a way of regularly implementing a practice that is kind of just like, compiling a a pool like a vocabulary to pull from and it's like okay so now instead of like if i want to sit down and create something and i want to try to convey this emotion instead of trying to inhabit that space while i'm creating i can just look through what i've made or sketched out and be like okay you know this day felt for whatever reason i was feeling insecure 
and then I have that as a as a sketch to work with that already kind of that has that emotion imprinted yes. into it because that's how I felt that day whereas yeah I don't know I don't know it just kind of that's what I was saying it kind of unlocked something where it's like okay this if the bar if I set the bar for myself to just only do things that are like up to my standards of of proficiency and cleanness and whatever it is like then all I'm just doing I can put energy behind that but it's it's not necessarily conveying much of a message other than look at me look at this amazing thing I've done and it's like totally yeah this this other thing it's like okay but if I if I step back or at least like maybe realize that part of part of what I'm like wanting to do is is expand the emotional vocabulary of like what what I can put into the music um one way of doing it might be to to try to inhabit that headspace before stepping into the creative process or another way which I learned with the beats was like if you just do something regularly all the time and and have some documentation of it like totally yeah. you'll you'll you know you're bound to to have a bad day or two over the course of a year especially when like most of that year was during a pandemic and you know a bunch of shit so it's like just just by the by virtue of of showing up every day and and producing something i'm bound to, I, I now have a a library of of things and they all kind of convey whatever i was feeling that day um and so it's just a different way to like compile things where where i think a lot of this stuff probably wouldn't have made the cut if i was approaching it in the way that i always have which is like is this technically proficient is this you know skillful yeah two things yeah two things about that one is that 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 type of expectation that we put on ourselves as humans and as vulnerable creatures who want to make something you know like a lot of people are paralyzed by that they like a toxic kind of perfectionism like we cannot they they won't do anything at all because it won't it's and for a lot of people it's almost like immediately like if they don't see it like something that they think is good they'll run but in fact like the heart first of all the again i think that the heart of the work is in that pure moment that you're in especially when you first do it and then also that it's going to take editing everything takes practice and editing and structure and thinking about it and dreaming mm -hmm. about it and um i really love to see and and just tell that to anyone who feels like they feel paralyzed. You just gotta, you just you need to start yeah. and do it. Um, but then the second thing is that that removal of that heavy expectation that it had to be good was was how this project was built. And so I I guess I have to let go, you know, let go of control and know that it's going to be okay. That it's that it's just a play. It's going to be a playful space because that's how everything that so far has come to be. And like that's really like the ground, the groundwork and the foundation of this project is just yeah. to play and like, just do it. And like, and well, even just like using the term groundwork, like made me laugh. Cause that like, is exactly the analogy I was going to draw is like, for me, creatively for a long time, there was like, my approach has always been to attempt to hit the ceiling with everything I'm doing. And so this way it's like, instead of making have it all like relying on you know 
it's all or nothing. I either like get to the ceiling or it's not like whatever that bar is. This this kind of shifted my way of, of being like, okay, it's it's less about the ceiling and more about if I want to maximize consistency in that practice or whatever that is, then there's sort of a, a recognition and and letting the the ground, like the floor that like your baseline be I guess it's just like recognizing like everything you've done up until this point. The worst thing that you could do right now is actually probably a lot better than than you might think it is because it's not like I just started making music a year ago. It's like, no, I've been doing this for a long time. And if I step in always wanting to just do the best thing ever, then that's going to filter out a lot of expressive variations that that come everywhere else that you know and absolutely and and i don't think anything that i ever have done is any lower than the floor level the ground level that foundation that i'm at at that point point in time seriously and there's there's so many things to be said about about having a groundwork of of where you are and try just going for it one of the bigger things is chance I write, I write so much on chance. Like I get like an intuition, like the moment happens or like, and then that just becomes part of it. Like you miss so much of that vulnerable space in yourself to like really produce some type of expression that has, has the energy that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a friend that told me once that like playing music, I had trouble practicing music for a long time. And, um, they had told me that you have to think about it like you do like you do dancing like you just don't start to dance like you have to warm your body up for a variety of reasons um but some people try and start and they can't they don't feel like the product is good enough because they haven't gotten into they just need to keep going and like go and get into a flow and um also how much of how much of thinking that your stuff your work is either good or not good comes from perception because like Oh, totally. I mean, art is supposed to be perceived and supposed to be judged, but at the same time, like there has to be some type of care, you know, like I, yeah. and this is, I mean, I have personally like really worked through a lot of uh, work through rejection, like rejection used to just kill me when I was a teenager. I would just like for days for it was, like really unhealthy, like for days I'd be like, Oh no. Like, and well, and when you're in that mindset or headspace, you're probably like not creating anything or not even attempting to create something when you're feeling down. And I, I guess that's like the like the regimented aspect of it. It's like maybe if you want to, you know, ever create something that expresses negative emotions, like the best way to try to or yeah, a way to try to do that is to enter into the creative mindset or uh practice when you're feeling that negative you know like yeah or yeah. just giving your be more soft in yourself and giving yourself more space to like yeah. to uh, to give to get into that the area but um well, i know this one thing stuck with me a while back uh i think it was like the netflix show abstract which is about like design and various different types of designers. But I think one of the very first ones was um, just a, a graphic designer, but he was talking about the importance of separating the creative 
mind and the editorial mind and that you were talking about editing that it, part of that process yes. is editing the editor like, and the muse i read the that thing in, for me is like it's so hard yeah. to separate them it's like when i'm creating i'm oftentimes also editing at the same time and just judging what i'm doing yes. as i'm doing it well i'm glad you brought that up because um this book that i read this year and i read it a long time ago but this year really influenced me as an artist was free play by steven nekamadovich Nek- Nekmanovich, maybe is their last name. But um, they say in the book that the muse and the editor are two different parts of ourselves as we create, and they need to be running parallel to each other. They need to be running constantly in balance. And if the muse or the editor starts to take more of a lead in the in in the creative process, that's where you get into trouble. So you have to keep yourself open in terms of what you're saying, like keep your, keep the muse and that, and that sense open. So the editor doesn't constantly judge what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's so vital. Yeah. I feel like I'm just kind of like reiterating <laughs> the same things over but it. Yeah. It's just been like interesting for me to learn like that. That's the one thing that I, my biggest takeaway, I guess, not the single thing, but the biggest takeaway was like understanding and accepting that ground floor, that foundation. And, and it's hard to, it's hard to like accept that in the moment again, because I feel like we're always pushing to try to do better, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. part of doing better is just doing consistently and right. over time. Yep. Like, and, and for me, like it's, instead of just aiming straight up, I'm, I, it, for me, it like allowed some level of, of lateral expression like learning how to express or the value in in expressing maybe maybe like the the most intricate thing that I could do is not the thing that expresses what I want to express the best um yeah and and I just don't think I had ever really allowed myself access to that in a way um and so now it's like I I don't know. I, I hope I carry that with me in terms of like, okay, there's, there's, if I want to tell a story, there's going to be ups and downs and, and to have a wider range or a wider, yeah, library pool to, to, to draw from is, yeah, one way to make that diverse in terms of, of, of creating that library is like showing right. up on days you don't want to be doing it and, and understanding that it might not be it might not be the, it might not be hitting the ceiling but it's it's definitely not going below the floor because the floor is what i'm starting with any yeah, day cool. like yeah so going off of that can i ask you a question mm-hmm. say that you're in my position and you have two weeks and you have to like make something you have to make something that is complete and also has been you know worked on in some capacity to make it you know perceived by an audience to some capacity how i want to ask a question like when did you start when did you how long have you had all told like you have two weeks from now until then but when did you well i started i started meditating and dreaming on the project before that when i when i set the dates but i tried to do an eight week rehearsal schedule like you would do in like a like a play it's an eight week rehearsal schedule but i got a mysterious not covid but a mysterious stomach illness the week week one that took me up for three weeks and it was like um 
yeah, some type of like diverticulitis or like something, I had food poisoning. I had food poisoning that just like, just totally unbalanced my, my body to the point where I couldn't even move. So that, that was great. So at that point, the date um, was set. Yes. And, and I've, I've, okay. and I've pushed this actually back two weeks before, so I couldn't change it again. Um, gotcha. But I, at that point I still felt okay, but yeah. it just takes a long time to do. And like, again, it's like such a novel, it's such a novel thing for me. And I just don't know, like, I'm just at this point, I'm just doing things that I love and what like this contemporary dance look good with a, like an avant synth pop record, like on a, on a theater stage that's being filmed, like, a, I mean, I don't know. Why the hell not? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but well, so I guess I like that wraps back into the earlier thing that I was saying when you were talking specifically about the project of like that ground floor is, you know, the fact that you've been dancing since you were three, you know, give or take the fact that you've been playing music, you have years of, of live performance under your belt, singing, playing all of that. Like it's, that's the floor that you're starting from. And it's, I guess ultimately it's just like rely on that or like understand that and, and know that that floor is already pretty damn awesome. So it's like, yes, you want to push more, but at a certain point, like you just got to do it. And hopefully like you're saying, being able to fully, fully kind of like engage and and get to that place of presence like it's, it's maybe more of like finding a balance of how much can you push and strive to be to reach for the ceiling while not letting that be the only thing that like makes or breaks it and realizing that like the floor yeah. you're starting from is is already high quality it's like there's the, been time you. put in at this point too, I'm, I don't even think about a ceiling. Like, I don't think I'm going to hit any type of ceiling. And I think it's going to take a lot of practice and experiment being in work. Um, but I will take that with me um, through this process is, is thinking about groundwork. But I'm also curious about like practical things you would do. Like that's like one, like think about, we've talked about thinking about your groundwork and where you come from and also energy and um and how we can process through more negative spaces when we have to create what are mm -hmm. some other things that you you personally as, as Gabe would do in my position just as another example like today last night when I was having a panic I, I immediately thought oh I need to talk to my my peers and ask their opinion and, mm -hmm. and what they would do not only like in this space, but also the project, Gabe. I'm curious to know what you think about the layout of the project and, and putting these together and everything that I've told you, like your honest opinion, yeah. live, on air. I mean, so <laughs> with with two weeks left, I guess the thing for me, it's like, hopefully whatever questions remain are are less about, less, yeah, I don't know. I I I I would hope hope the pieces are mostly in place and it sounds like they are. Um it's it's just going to be like how can you best prepare yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever, all of those so that when it comes time to do that, you're not you're not taken you're not pulled away from the performance of it by worrying about something else or, you know, I think that's that's ultimately it's like how can you spend these next few weeks 
tying up loose ends, closing these, you know, open loops. And so that when you show up there, it's just, it's, it's all ready for you. And yeah, yeah. I think that's wise. And because even if I don't get some points choreographed in the piece where I want there to be movement, like if I have a general idea, I'm thinking about one, like one specific section right now, but um, I'm also collaborating with Jessica. Um, nice. Our, another mutual friend of Gabe and I's that um, that I collaborate with on dance pieces. So she's been helping me with some choreography sequencing as well. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's as far as like advice goes or thinking about thinking about that. It's just yeah, like taking stock of of all of the pieces that you've put in place already, and I think talking about earlier just like so much of the unknown is like it's always going to be there and you can you can choose to to swim in that wide open sea or like you can have one foot one foot on land and one foot in in the water to like worry about it but like i think one yeah maybe one of the benefits there is like in these cases where there's maybe a few spots that that are still a little bit loose or open-ended like the that's where you can rely on just like your intuition your the fluency that you right and i think i think that what you said too about taking care of like mental and emotional health and and everything like that to come then you can come into that space with that vulnerability and presence that that you need to like be in that flow and, and have that energy i think that's really smart and yeah um and in order and to, and to, and to improvise too. Yes. And like also knowing that you're going to mess up because I just don't have the time to like, so we got to do it fully. And it's how you also bounce back from that. Like um, I've been working on that a lot with my vocal teacher. Um, and she just reminded me that your voice is only, you only have one shot at your voice. So it's, it's when you sing a melody, it comes out and time is done. So yeah. you can't, sit and judge what you just did all you, it's just a waste of time all you can do is continue and and have your tools with mm-hmm. you and that presence to, to to alter your course instead of being like ah oh, that was flat or like oh, i didn't do that right or yeah there's just there's no time yeah when i think in terms of again like with limited amount of time remaining it's it, it would be helpful just to kind of know to spell out or like list out in order of, of priority of like, what is the thing that matters the most and like really kind of, especially the lower down the list, like do what you can to let go of that because it's like the things, the things that you still, you know, that you want that matter the most to you to like really hone in on and, and like make sure you're, you know, shedding, enough to to get yourself to that point of just like you know this is this is the most important thing i want to come convey and 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 execute and then once i know that that's going to be good or once i you know i'm going to put in that work leading up to it to to mitigate any risk there then move to the next item of saying like okay maybe it's the 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 voice comes first like singing the making sure the songs are performed well and then the 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 choreography, the dancing might come second, um, or just yeah, I guess just ultimately for yourself, like taking stock of like which which things matter the most for you to f- be focusing on, and yeah, ultimately it's like there's so many unknowns that 
could happen and may or may not or whatever will happen is going to happen but but whatever you can do between now and then to to kind of ensure that you're able to be there present the during the performance that will allow you'll be able to react much quicker to anything that does happen and with that improv improvisation like that's kind of that would be the the gearing up that i would be doing is like just practicing what you can practice making sure the the other pieces are in place and figuring out you know how to how to cultivate the the trust in the other people who will be you know executing their their roles occupying their their places in all of it and doing whatever you can to to get in a space that yeah the flow kind of takes you over and that way whatever comes up it's not gonna throw you off it'll just be part of it and it's another improv like another moment or a chance to to yeah play with it can you can you hear me also yeah you're quiet but i can hear you a little bit let me see is it better now <laughs> yes you're absolutely right i i really appreciate saying that so much it's really helpful i yeah. took all the notes so well, as mentioned at the top, we hit some technical issues there at the end. Um, but nevertheless, I hope you enjoyed the conversation that we were able to have. I I know I certainly did, and it was such a, a pleasure to have Chelsea on as our inaugural guest here on IDK. Um, I am wishing her all the best with the album release and the live performance. And again, the details there, the project is called Chella J, and it's C-H-E-L-L-A, no space, J-A-Y, and the album is called A Promise Kept. That will be out on February 22nd, uh, should be available wherever you stream, uh, I'm sure as well up on Bandcamp if you want to support her directly. Um, could not recommend it enough, I've, I've listened to it, and like I said, heard it since kind of the early early mixes of it and and she and kate did a fantastic job with it i'm sure it's going to be it, it, yeah check it out and whenever it comes out and then if you're interested in tuning in to the live stream and hopefully someone some of you out there will that is taking place on friday february 26th at 7 p.m pacific time so uh, do your calculations accordingly based on where you are, but hopefully you'll be able to tune in. Information there, um, the website is Orcas Center, O-R-C-A-S-C-E-N-T-E-R dot org. And yeah, that I'll, I'll be posting that in the, in the show notes as well. So make that easy enough for everyone to follow. And hopefully you'll tune in. She, she did want me to add that she is open to and, and welcomes and encourages feedback. So once you listen to the album and if you tune into the live stream and have any notes or any, you know, words of encouragement, words of, you know, constructive feedback for her, um, send emails to Melodrama Arts Co. Uh, sorry, that's melodrama.artsco at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, that will, will get you involved with with that collective as well 
um, that she and Kate have put on that we touched on in the in the chat as well. So very exciting stuff, and hopefully, hopefully, y'all dig it as much as I do, or a little bit less, or a little bit more. It takes all kinds. So again, thanks for tuning in. I think I've covered everything, but if not, I'll be back next week as usual. Um, I'm Gabe Garber, and I still don't know. <laughs>